Welcome back everybody to another episode of Talking Functional Fitness. As always, my name is Charlie Rydell. On this week's episode of Talking Functional Fitness, coaches Ann, April, and myself sit down and talk about our nutrition during the COVID-19 shutdown. How has it changed? Spoiler alert, it has drastically worse for some of us. And what do we plan on doing to get better going forward? Also, we talk about RXing versus modifying workouts. What types of athletes should modify workouts? And really, how many of us should be modifying? And when should we modify workouts? All of this and more on this week's episode of Talking Functional Fitness. What did I do? Why are you laughing? What is going on? Ever live. Because I just went silent. That's why. We are live. We are la 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 wicka wicka live. Welcome, welcome. Hello, Charlie. I was gonna say Charles. Did you did you fumble my name? I was gonna say Charles and then I went into leave. Charlie and April. Oh. How are we doing this evening? <laughs> yeah. Questioning what name I should go by, but other than that, I'm good. good. Chuck. Yeah. How are we doing, Chuck? Uh, my wife hates that. I got a couple of buddies that call me Chuck, but nah, that's all right. I can't even envision oh. you as Chuck. Oh, reminds me of Zachary Levi from uh, that NBC show. Anybody else watch Chuck? Just me? Okay. <laughs> Told you I watched a lot of NBC back in the day. Anywho. <laughs> <laughs> um, so happy we have so much to relate to. Guys, We're all the guess same what? Place, guess what I did tonight? What do you do? Speaking I, of guests, oh, go ahead. What I did you do tonight? was... Uh, Sherrick and I just drove to Ann Arbor just to get dinner because I really wanted what? Zingerman's. Oh, that's my favorite, but no, I got a chapati from Pizza Bob's. Have you guys had chapati uh, before? No, I've never had a chapati. It was like my college staple for anyone. Where's Pizza Bob's? It's on State Street by like right by Hoover or Packard. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, and it's like this little tiny like hole in the wall pizza shop, but they make chapatis, which is a pe- uh, warm pita bread with a salad stuffed in the inside. And I have had one of those. And the side, yes. and it has a, like the best part is the sauce. And it's like this orange sauce, who knows what it's made of, but it's delicious. And I was craving it and it's Friday night. So I said, can we go get a chapati? So we made oh, like a, you know. Made the trek, the hour trek. 35 minutes each way to go get my $8 yeah. chapati. Heck yeah. Well, you guys I'm ever had backroom? You... Huh? you guys ever had backroom pizza? Yeah. It tastes like cardboard. Yeah. yeah. Oh, for like, <laughs> was it like $1.50 for a slice? Oh, yeah. Late night. $1.75 if you wanted pepperoni behind the, behind the brown jug on uh, No, we used to uh, eat South at that U. Mexican oh, yeah, place right at, speaking of, it's right at Packard and it's a hole in the wall there state um is that the one with the giant nacho thing no you like walk in and there's like uh two tables and there's really is it like right on the corner where yeah like a bar they've changed i don't i don't know uh, the last time you we were there they've changed uh been a while. Been a while. Businesses. oh is it the one that was the one that was above good time charlie's no no i know every You're other the wrong street Mexican joint. South- I don't know. yeah i'm still in south You're in the- south you. <laughs> you can tell where i spent a little bit of time <laughs> The undergrad bars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was the townie not from Ann Arbor. Well, you know, you know, uh, Sherrick and I met at Rick's right there, right there in your oh, stomping wow. ground. You know where Rick's is, right? Yeah. yeah I've, Rick. I've, uh, yeah. I've not remembered a few nights at Rick's. 
Lee's friend got arrested, um, got arrested because he wanted to go on the roof of the blind pig. <laughs> and I worked at the police department when that happened. Oh my gosh. Do you anyway. uh, do him a solid and pull off? I don't know. Do you undispatch? <laughs> no, I didn't know. Like it was uh, him, obviously. <laughs> could you undispatch? Have you ever undispatched? No, no. Could it's you? all recorded. <laughs> I mean, like if a noise just like someone complains of like a house party and we didn't have anyone to send within 30 minutes to an hour, I erase it. <laughs> Oh wow! So that's probably because some kind of if they didn't illegal call, activity. Yeah. No, they didn't call back, and I just assume it's better now. <laughs> All good. Maybe they, maybe they died. That's why they didn't call back. People are probably, dead. I don't know, maybe not All blood right. on your hands. No, I just had to hit delete. <laughs> I'm good. No. All right. Anyway, so <laughs> Friday night, good time to eat great meals april was just talking that she got to drive to ann arbor for a little fun meal now that we are been in our houses for a while i'm sure our eating habits have changed a little maybe not maybe you are really good with your food i will state right away i've never been good with my food and i'm not doing so good right now so we're going to talk a little bit about how we are doing food-wise, give a little synopsis of what we were doing beforehand versus how we're doing now. Charlie, you want to start? Oh yeah, for sure. I usually do a little bit of meal prep throughout. I used to in the before times, not currently. <laughs> I used to do meal prep uh, mostly because my schedule was pretty erratic and I would just, I'm the kind of person who loves leftovers anyway, and I'll just eat whatever, whenever. Uh, you guys have both heard me say I, I eat tacos every Monday through Friday night for one of the four and a half years straight. I was going to say your only meal prep is tacos. <laughs> no, it's just the only meal prep I eat. There's there's other stuff I have, but I usually just go get Taco Bell or something else as my treat. More more ta- more different tacos, but not Del Taco because that's gross. But I usually do some kind of meal prep to keep me on. But we haven't been living in our own house except for the past couple of weeks. We were living with my in-laws, so we were sharing a sharing a fridge and pantry then and uh, now we are in our own place and I, I think this is just a long way to get me to justify that no mine's been absolutely shitty <laughs> lately <laughs> i'm not i'm not meal prepping i am kind of giving myself last pick of what we eat so usually it goes whatever the pregnant wife wants to eat and then I am a shorter cook for a toddler also. So usually it's chicken nuggets or peanut butter and jelly sandwich or pizza. That's about it for him. So I usually get a combination of those two meals versus I I think before I went in, I was actually trying to do some kind of intermittent fasting. And then, yeah, so all that's gone out the window. It's a lot more pancakes and biscuits and gravy in the morning and pizza and pasta and all that good stuff, which my gut had a real good time adjusting to over the past nine weeks. And then... A little, bit, a, little, a little bit more drinking than uh, than the before times. I'll admit to that. A little bit. <laughs> that was so we moved from three fit aids a day to three to four beers a day? No. Okay. I, I got my fit aid addiction under control. I was down to one. Mm-hmm. And my role was I had to work out. So, yeah, I was down to one. But, yeah, the alcohol was kind of Did you bring any fit aid home with you from the gym? 
I didn't, but I do make just random gym runs and just grab a fitted whenever I'm there. But I'm so cheap that I unplug the refrigerator, so it's like a room temperature fitted. That's <laughs> still good, though. Yeah, it's probably good still. Uh, it's, it's not great like the normal fitted zone, but not a sponsor. But if they do want to sponsor a fitness podcast, we're taking them. Anyway, yeah, uh, alcohols. Alcohol's kind of been the uh, troublesome spot. Not so much the amount per night which is definitely still up like typically in the before times never really a weekday drinker just because i have to get up early in the morning or i get home late at night and i don't feel like it anyway i've never really had that pressure but now it's like i'm kind of sitting around home at uh and and nobody can see this because this and begs to differ i can see it Speak, speak your truth, woman. What do you think my life is like? I think you were more, uh, you had some weekday drinks before. Thirsty Thursday. They, they crept in every once in a while, mm-hmm. and I have somebody to blame for that. Lee Bird? And you, and you marry them. <laughs> <laughs> no, I take responsibility for my own actions. <laughs> it was every once in a while. It definitely wasn't the amount of days that it is now. Uh, I'm actually, my, with the help of my wife, put into protocol certain days that I can't drink because full disclosure by the first month out of the quarantine, there was maybe a day or two that I didn't. And never to like blackout or stumbling or any point where I couldn't be a, a good functioning husband or dad, or I couldn't get up and do anything in the morning, but definitely troublesome as a fitness professional, for sure. <laughs> We've gotten rid of... <laughs> Yeah, I shouldn't, I shouldn't be doing this. I get it. But we've gotten rid of our scales because, again, my wife is pregnant and it's not helpful to have a scale. I don't around. believe in scales anyway. So, <laughs> Generally for me, yeah. So, yeah, there. There's, you got it out of me. My name is Charlie. <laughs> my <laughs> step one of my 12-step process. <laughs> April, what about you? Because I know you don't really drink, so that must not be your problem. I know you started unless you started on this. I haven't started, but I have other strong weaknesses. It's been kind of all over the place. I think my before self actually we probably ate out more just because it was just easier to I was out of the house more, so I would grab food places. I um, knew it. I knew this is how this was gonna go. I no, knew I was gonna hold on. Hold on. Would come in and say how much better she's doing. <laughs> so we definitely cook more at home, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's healthier. We're cooking a lot of like comfort food because there's. I'm someone that food makes me happy. So when it's hard and we're bored and a little bit sad with the circumstances, that we cook comfort food, so lots of pasta and lots of dessert. I'm a sugar person, so. We make a lot of dessert. I eat a lot of candy. So I think, yeah, we're not eating out as much right now. I think we eat, we like to get takeout to sub- support local or small businesses on the weekends or when we just feel really drained. But we definitely used to like make stops more. Like Sherrick would get fast food probably and I would get coffee and stuff like that out more than we do now. So that's kind of how it's different. But I'm definitely eating more comfort food and sweets than my yeah. typical self. So I think... Once I get back to being in my normal regimen and feeling like, I don't know, I usually have like a positive trend. Like when I feel healthy, like I'm working out a lot, I usually eat healthier. So hopefully once I get moving and get out of the house, once this clears up, I'll eat less dessert, but I'm fine with it at the moment. (laughs) 
When you get coffee, do you get actual coffee or do you get what I call my wife's orders, just hot ice cream? Uh, ooh. I like a little bit of everything. I'm a really, like, I like, like, the strong coffee taste, so I'm an espresso girl, but I do like, I don't like, like, espresso or coffee, like, black. So I do like some sugar or cream or both, but I'm not a Frappuccino person. Okay. Like, if that's the other extreme. Anne loves coffee. That makes sense. I do not love coffee. I, I do not love coffee. I'll say it for um, another time. But I am like April. We I used to eat out way more. Oh my um, god! No. What is the point oh, of this podcast? Hold on. <laughs> no, no, it's, it gets worse. So I used to eat Jesus out way Christ. more, it's and we are making more dinners at home. But my eating is so terrible. I mean, like, would you lunch, smell a cookie the other day? Like my kids want like Doritos or chips with their lunch. Here's me fixing it, and then you just like don't stop, and it's like. I'm just eating it. And then especially days that I don't work out, I'm like, ah, F it. I haven't done anything. So why do I care what I eat? So I just eat like crap. And then it depends. Like our schedules are totally blown. Like our dinners are like seven, eight o'clock half the time. Bedtime, what the hell is that for the kids? So if we do eat an early dinner, then I'm not used to that. So guess what? At whatever time nine ten i'm sitting on the couch i'm like hmm, bowl of cereal sounds good uh lee make popcorn do that like it's terrible so i think a lot of people can relate though it's just kind of like we're all in a state of like a changed lifestyle and a lot of us our lives have slowed down and maybe become a little bit more boring or monotonous and it's like the american way to fill that in with <laughs> with, with excess yeah. yeah. So I think that that's a normal struggle. And I think it's good that we're being real about it. And Charlie, I know you're making jokes, but we're in it with you. <laughs> yeah. And I've been drinking a little. Uh, oh, good. I'm not crazy you know, like you, but I, I've had a beer hey, once, this, once in this two months. We're already numbers out there, but just say it's a good thing I don't have a breathalyzer around. Yeah. No, it's, I mean, yeah, like April said, I'm, it is what it is, and I'm not, like, down on myself, like, every day, like, oh, my gosh, I shouldn't eat that. I mean, half the time, that's what comes out of my mouth. Oh, my God, I'm full. I shouldn't eat that. I feel sick. Lee hates that. Yeah, but. I feel like most of our, mor- not most, but I think, like, half our morning morning calls, and April back me up on this, and be like, hey, how'd you guys do? And <laughs> Anna will be like, oh, my God, I ate three bowls of cement toast crunch last night. <laughs> so good. See, I don't have that problem. Cereal? I'm going to throw you guys out. Kind of, really snacking at all. Snacking of sweets isn't like, and pop, not really like my thing. I'm the kind mm. of guy, like if, mm. I'm, if I pass a thing of popcorn, we had a thing of popcorn sitting out last night, and I don't think I took any. Oh I mean, like I, I made it. I made the first I like wish. small, what I would call appropriate size bowls for myself. If, if I'm sitting there at the movie theater, when that used to be a thing, that's another issue. I'll eat a whole giant bag of popcorn. But at home, yeah, I'm, but that's not I, I'm like... actually pretty, yeah. Yeah. Oh God, no! See, that's my is chip. Like, if you have an open Dorito bag, and I am just like I have physically smashed, taken my fist and smashed the bag of Doritos to tell me to stop eating it. So, I'll eat the crumbs. What do you mean? <laughs> have you put, ever put it in the trash and like poured water on it or something? Yeah, because I yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Because I will pull stuff out of the snow. I haven't. I'm a snacker before. too. I like I, I like mm-hmm. to have snacks. I, I mean, I try to make them like healthier, but I still snack a lot. I think. I wonder if it's because my husband doesn't eat any snacks. He yeah. eats like, two or three meals a day, but it has to be like a like a balance, like not balanced, but like a full meal, like no like 
thrown together meals and no snacks. He's very serious about just meals. It's an opposite thing. Yeah, Rachel's the snacker. Yeah. Rachel. But I wonder if it's Rachel like Gray's all day long. A gen, uh, generally like a male, I female. I don't thing. think so. Because like in my family, I have two sisters and neither one of them eat chips snack. or oh. drink pop or snack. And then my brother and I like. So it's just personality types. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, well, hopefully if you want, if we want, we'll get this back on track because hopefully soon. <laughs> This little place we call Frostbite CrossFit is going to be opening soon. And, uh, you can't get my name right. You can't get your place. Of what did I say? Right? CrossFit Frostbite? No, you said Fro- the opposite. You said Frostbite, Frostbite CrossFit. <laughs> <laughs> and she didn't even realize it. <laughs> I'm the one admitting to drinking. What is I it with you? I don't know. I think I ate too much for dinner. <laughs> I really did. I literally ate five minutes before we started. You're three cheese to the wind. You're blacked out right now. Oh You're going to text us tomorrow morning and be like, talk about on the podcast i'm like and it's saturday we did it last night girl oh i'm sorry whatever our gym is called it's been so long um it's gonna be (laughs) opening soon so that means we're gonna have to waddle our little butts in there and maybe or stumble or stumble and maybe pick up a piece of equipment or do some type of gymnastics movement that we have not done in two months and we're gonna have to tell ourselves like either dial it back a bit or are we going to be that person that's like yeah here i come yeah. <laughs> put that 200 okay. pounds on that barbell i'm front I think, yeah <laughs> i i think that once life allows us to get back to things i think a lot of us will naturally kind of go back into our norm our normal mold we're just all kind of outside of that right now i think that's why i'm not worrying too much because i think that we'll get back into our normal trends once we can i hope so but that kind of segues into what we're going to be kind of talking about today is kind of our egos that we have that everyone has the oh, I feel like they're looking only at me yeah that, that person right there has <laughs> <laughs> the one that is a boy Oh, this talking is talking about what, the program. Why did we start this podcast? You we? told us to. We? <laughs> I'm sorry. Why did I start this podcast? Uh, why? Yeah, why did you? Know, you? I don't know. I can Charlie admit all of his faults and shit on him for an hour every week. Right. <laughs> so, coming back to the gym, there's going to be these programs that we're going to be doing, these workouts, and some of them are going to be. Well, there's going to be the RX version and there's going to be a modified version of them. And what do you think? What do you think your feeling is for you guys jumping in there? And then let's talk about others jumping in. Charlie, <laughs> you, you look like you're scratching. Uh, so I know I'm going to have to fight the urge to be that guy that tries to do what he could and then hit a wall 30 seconds into a workout from a coach's perspective i'm actually kind of excited to watch some people do that safely but just overestimate themselves and then just kind of be kneeling over and give us that like that kind of wide-eyed puffy lip look but yeah i think there's going to be a paradigm shift between what I feel like my body can do versus what I know it's not yet capable of. And I think almost without exception, that's going to be everybody's case. Because even if people have been working out, and I think a lot of our members have been doing actually a really good job of working out as much, if not more, or there's the other side of it where people haven't been working out nearly at all. And obviously they would fall into this category, but there's a lot of us 
I mean, the three of us have been doing three to five Zoom workouts a week for the most part, but those aren't CrossFit workouts. And I know there's been a lot of people who have been mostly lifting or maybe they're just working on some skill stuff every once in a while. But again, those aren't CrossFit workouts. That's not a full hour or even 45 minute class. So yeah, I think there's going to be for everybody. I think we're going to have to kind of check our ego at the door as we get our temperature checked. Double segue. I like Uh, it. I like it. Uh, to make sure that we don't hurt ourselves or embarrass ourselves. Mm. Yeah. And April, you probably have good knowledge of this because you came off. Well, you came when you were pregnant with Isla, you had to modify and you were a big lifter and RX athlete and strong and you had to go to that modified more mindset. So how are you feeling coming back in? I think that that's like a good experience to have had. I think in that situation, it's, you have like a driving force and that you're, you know, growing a human and you want to do the right things. I think for people who aren't going through that at the given time, it's hard to like find the incentive to like meet yourself where you are or what your current capacity is rather than what your head thinks that you're capable of. But I think that that practice that I've had in the past is going to help me going in to kind of know I can start I can start even maybe a little lower than I think I should or where I'm at and build my way up. There's always opportunities to like increase intensity and things like that. But I I would rather do that than kind of go out too hard and regret it. Which is good for both of you to have that mindset. But what about that person that who never, even before this, they never, they're always RX. They never modify. Why do you think that is? (laughs) Because I feel like we're talking about me again. (laughs) I'll go ahead (laughs) Cover this You've gotten one better. Too. You've gotten better. Um, well, I, I, had, I think I have a, I don't think it's unique in, I mean, we're all coaches, but I feel like as a coach or the gym owner or a guy who's typically can do most of the workouts RX or I write the programming, I feel kind of that added pressure to like, Charlie should be able to at least do this RX. So I have that. And I know that, Ann, you and I, when we work out together, we try to push each other. And a lot of times it's, you know, you do the RX, I'll do the RX. So let's see who can come out on top of this. And, you know, sometimes I know you're going to beat me and sometimes I know that I'm going to beat you and vice, you know, or whatever. But I think that's, I mean, maybe it's just a crutch I lean against being a coach in that I feel like there's that pressure. I don't know if there actually is. Nobody's ever told me that there is, but I put it on myself. But as I've gotten older, my priorities have kind of shifted or maybe I've just gotten better priorities. I feel like it's kind of changed. And I know going back into the gym, getting out of quarantine, I actually think it's going to kind of be easier because I, at least I have that excuse of like, right. I, I haven't done a CrossFit workout in nine weeks. Ain't no way. Like, yeah, I'm going to still write programming this, the same way I wrote it because we can still coach around it and we should be able to govern ourselves and when we can't use our coaching. But yeah, I'm going to probably do less RX workouts at least the first month. I'm, I'm writing this down just so you know. And I think in my, in my opinion, I think that a lot of people that are like regular, and this can go either way, like always RX or always modify. It's like habit forming. They say like, if you do something out, what, seven times, 13, then, 13 days, Oh, then you build a habit. 13. <laughs> Thank you. Nobody else um, could see it, but I hold, hold up six. So, so <laughs> once, um, once we have habits built, it kind of feels like almost like you're forced into that track or into that that line. And I think a lot of people have really good intentions when they start that habit forming, like I'm going to push myself to the ultimate capacity, or I really want to get better. So I'm going to do the hardest thing I can possibly do every day. 
So I think the intentions are really good. And then they, they, you kind of reinforce those habits every day. And that's how people kind of get focused in on one track or the other. But I do think that there's value both in switching things up, but also being real with yourself, especially in circumstances like we're in right now, where a lot of things have changed. So you're not, I mean, you're not the person or the athlete that you were three months ago. And so you have to be real with yourself about that and kind of be willing to break those old habits, at least for the time being. Yeah. And I hope people can do that. And you, and like you said, they do get into that habit, but there are also those people and I'm sure I've done them before where they, especially the RX athletes where, oh, I can't, I can't modify. (laughs) I look down, like they look down on Yeah. And yeah. I'm, you know, like, it's a big kind of ego thing. And oh, what do, what do people think if they see me doing this? And like, when I posted on beyond the whiteboard for that two hours that people look at it or whatever. You know? So, <laughs> yeah. so there's that of like, ugh, I don't know, where do we as coaches too? how do you get that person out of that mindset? Well, I, I think part of what you said kind of goes back to that motivation thing that we talked about a couple episodes ago where nobody gives a shit what you do. Like we're mm-hmm. all incredibly selfish people. And I will a lot of times look at beyond the whiteboard and go through and I'll comment or put an emoji on and I get really excited, but I don't ever look at it and be like, Oh, so-and-so did RX today or, or, or they, you know, modified the weight or the movement on this. And at no point in my, in my thinking, I think, Oh, what a loser or that was stupid or they must have, it's, it doesn't, because I know that I could probably go down this rabbit hole of thinking why, and it's just a waste of time. I don't really know why until I talk to that person. But as a coach, when I see somebody doing something that's RX for the sake of RX, even after we... <laughs> We probably in the description itself when we're talking to the classes, we can identify those athletes before it even happens. And maybe we'll say something like, oh, this is really supposed to be about 50% of your one rep max. You should be able to clip through this pretty quick. They shouldn't be slow singles. And then as three, two, one go with their slow singles out of the get go. We all know who that type of athlete is. That's one of the hardest I find as a coach to coach a person like like that where it's like a five minute workout and you got to get through I don't know heavy clean and jerks and they keep failing but they don't ever and you say something I mean it's so hard because how how often do you approach or how many times do you approach it and when you know what the the workout intention is and yeah and there's I mean, we're limited in in people's like being strong headed and deciding what they're going to do because they're their own person. But I think that we've gotten really good. I, in my opinion, we've gotten a lot better as coaches in the last little while about really explaining the intention of a workout and the stimulus that we're going for in a workout when we're explaining it. So I mean, we can't make people open their ears and listen, but I do think a lot of people do listen to us. So I think that that's really, I mean, I don't know if we can do that even more, but especially when we get back in the gym, really emphasizing this is, I mean, Charlie programmed this, this is his intention. We really need you guys to be real about like, can you accomplish this stimulus? You know? Well, right. We've all seen, I mean, we saw the gym when we were in there, we've seen it through zoom classes where you're you're locked in you have one screen to look at there's there's nothing else going on and we'll say something like you know 10 10 dumbbell snatches alternate every single rep and then without fail every single time you get somebody who unmutes themselves and they're like hey is that alternating every single rep or is that 
10 on one side and then 10 on the other. It's hard to pay attention, Charlie. <laughs> right. No, I totally get Listen, it. Listen, I do the noon class and I, when I take, I coach the noon class and I take the five, Lisa, like, yeah. I'll be like, what, what was the warm up? I don't even know. I yeah. Don't know. yeah. I do the same thing all, all the time. Yeah. There'll be times where I'm taking your guys' classes. We say a lot of stuff as coaches to our athletes. And on the 100% of the stuff we say, maybe 10 to 50% of it's going to pertain to you. And a lot of these people are coming off of a hard day's work or they got quarantine brain and they don't know how to pay attention anymore or a little bit of both or they just don't pay attention <laughs> on a good day anyway. But we can't fault them. I mean, because even us who write and do these workouts, we forget stuff too. So yeah, I think we as coaches, I think there was a time back in my coaching past where I would maybe take that personally look you're not paying mm -hmm. attention to me <laughs> you've mm -hmm. got to give me all of your attention but now again like as i've had different priorities and i i, I did totally get it that's why i think for us as coaches warm-up time is one of the most important times for us to identify people and i think that i think that coming out of quarantine is going to be the hardest part for us because we're potentially going to try to shrink some of our class times as our gyms everywhere so we're going to potentially that's that's one of the places to shrink it the easiest without losing a workout is that warm-up time. So we, we've got to kind of be on our game. And yeah, explaining what the intent is. None of us want to do something without knowing why we're doing it. Otherwise, we feel like we're being treated like a child. You know, you can't say, no, do less weight because I said so. Right. You have to say, it's that inception route type of thing where it's like, okay, you know, we're trying to make you a better, well-rounded athlete. Here's the reason that the workout was written this way. And there's been plenty of times where I'll give athletes the honest option where I'll say, no, you're supposed to be able to, you know, clip through these 10, say, clean and jerks pretty quick, but it looks like that's going to take you a lot longer. You know, if you want to struggle through this and take a little bit longer and miss out on the other intended part of the workout, that's fine. But just know that you're missing out, missing on being a well-rounded athlete or missing on other parts and you're focusing on this. So it may hinder you in the future. You may have to kind of change something else if you want to be well-rounded. Right. No, that's great. And then there's the other athlete too, where, and we're going to all be in this is we're coming back to this gym. We don't know where we're at when you throw all this new equipment, new, new equipment, I call it. Brand new. Um, what, 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 What's what, the barbell? What are all these uh, things? I don't know. My hands have never this, been so soft. Business is not great. So we're not going to have any new equipment. I'm saying new, like I've never touched it before. Oh, like gosh. that new. So it's going to be, it's going to be, uh, <laughs> sorry, that was podcasting my child. In 2020. My child. Um, it's going to be cool. the people that, because we've had these athletes that modify stuff, but don't, and modifying is great. And I am all for it, but don't push themselves even in during the workout or, or never try a new movement or, and I have a feeling that's how I'm going to be for a little while. I'm like, Oh, a pull up. I don't, I'm not going to do that for a while. Like I'm afraid right now to hang from a bar. So how do we, for one, get them to, to the point where they were before, but also if they were stuck, kind of my air quotes stuck, just kind of on repeat, I want to say of just like, like April said in that comfort zone, how do we push them to get out of it? I think per it's a two part, it's a two-parter, I think, like two parties. I think that personal, like people have to be willing to like want to get better and learn new skills and not always do the same 
exact modified movements. I think you, there's, we have always, we usually have lots of like options and there's always like one little step you can take up here and there. So I think, especially when we get back to the gym, if people want to start kind of at the bottom and engage where they're at, that's cool. I, I encourage that. But as time goes on, you can continue to try to like push yourself and get better. And then I think we play a really big role as coaches in like encouraging and, and building confidence in people to know that they can do those things that they might think are scary or outside of their abilities. I can't forget, and I'm not going to name names, but you probably know who I'm talking about, but someone who was always doing jumping jacks or jumping the line because they just didn't want to touch a jump rope. It wasn't something that they had ever done. And it's kind of a scary thing if you never like used a jump rope as a kid and it's like a coordination skill. But I remember, I think it was Ann and I that really pushed this person to just give it a try, like try to do single unders. And sure enough, like after two days, like this person was whipping out single unders. So I just think that you have to give yourself a chance to try Mm -hmm. something new and it takes time. You're not going to be good at it right away. But I think that kind of personal like accountability and then also coaches taking the advantage of really pushing people to step outside of that. That comfort zone. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I think the comfort zone is an easy place to get stuck in. And I think, it, I think it's one of the hardest places to get people out of as a coach, because when you try to get somebody out of the comfort zone, and if something does go wrong, because now they're uncomfortable and they're moving differently, that's on us. That's, that's our responsibility. And on the note of doing jump rope, I get people who ask me all the time, do I have to know how to jump rope? Do I have to know how to do double unders? And no, I'm not trying to make you a better double under or a better jump roper or even a better runner. You know, on running days, the running maybe isn't necessarily the stimulus that I'm looking for. It's maybe just the cardio part of it. But there's a benefit to learning new skills and having the growth mindset of at least let me try and fail. And if I fail, it's not the biggest thing in the world. And that's what's like the skill movements, I would say the less, the less potential chance of injury. And we all also know those athletes who it's a barbell and tens, it's a 15 pound barbell and tens on clean and jerk day, on snatch day, on deadlift day, on front squat day, on whatever it is. And that's, that's a hard one too, because you can't force somebody to be comfortable, but you can force somebody, you can't force anything, but you, but it's kind of getting somebody to trust the process. And this, you know, this is, this is why we do it is create adaptation. If you do 15s and 10s every time, what I tell people, because I think this is my position, it's unique to me, is I'm like, hey, hey man, if you want to just do it 15 and 10s every time, you're paying way too much money. You're not going to see yeah. any gains. You're maintaining. You're not gaining. There's no point in that. I mean, there are, there are some days. I'm not saying don't ever come in to the gym without the goal of maintaining. I think some days that's way more than okay. And I don't think enough of us do it when we should. I think it goes back to our previous point about modifying. But I think if that's always your goal, I think it's kind of a, that's kind of a weird one. But and to get to one of your other points, you know, the athlete that is nervous about where they used to be and kind of, I don't know if I want to do a pull up. I don't know if I want to do a total bar. I'm not sure where I'm at. I think we as coaches and we as athletes, the 12 of us that are going to listen to this, need to be really good about modifying on the fly. We have to have, we have to have kind of two or three ideas in our head of how this workout might go because the first way that you want it to go, unless you're incredibly intelligent about it, which I know I won't be, and that's not on purpose. It'll be an accident. Right. You're going to have to modify on the fly and that's okay to keep the intent of the workout. So maybe I like a pull-up day. You're nervous about doing pull-ups. 
as am I. I probably do a few pull-ups the first day and I should probably limit myself to a certain number regardless of how I actually feel on that day because I don't want to not be able to bend my arms for a week. Right. So maybe start with a couple of those and then you know, modify the ring rows or whatever the movement calls for. Maybe start at a heavier weight and then a quarter of the way, halfway into the workout, modify down and just kind of cruise into an air on the side of caution versus getting into this. I hurt myself or I overextended myself and I can't come in and then back and kind of just get us back to where we were over and over and over again. For sure. I'm glad you brought that up because that kind of leads us into that programming and the intention and the stimulus. And it's, this is a big question for you, Charlie, Mm -hmm. Chuck, um, because Mm -hmm. you do the programming at our gym called Frostbite CrossFit. (laughs) Yeah. 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 So when we come back, you just, you just bought yourself a majority share lady. (laughs) (laughs) You make decisions like that. That's right. That's right. Uh, When we come back, you're going to be responsible of what we're all doing. Oh, I thought you were going to say that. Oh, I was waiting for an advertisement break. Oh, that would have been good. Presented by Fit Aid. Right? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Do you even know what I said? <laughs> no. I was talking about Fit Aid. I know. Say I'm again. saying <laughs> that the shit is on your shoulders, how we all feel after this. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm, your mm-hmm. programming and the intention and the stimulus. What you going to do? Yeah. What's, what's up? What, what do we got? What's looking? What's looking? What at? are you gonna do with us once we're back? <laughs> so our so our first week is gonna be a deload week, kind of meant to almost force people to kind of do this because I <laughs> and, and do it for mostly myself because I know what's not gonna what's not gonna happen unless I'm forced to. But th- yeah, then after that first week, the intent is I'm gonna kind of start. I'm just going to start writing workouts the same way that I always have. So it's the deload we had the first week, but what if I'm nervous to come back that first week and I come back that second week? What? Bam. <laughs> just jump right into it? Is that yeah. where we're going to tell these? <laughs> Don't miss You the missed first the first week. week. <laughs> uh-huh, 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 uh-huh. Yeah. Everybody's got to be there the first week. Shut down again. <laughs> no. Yeah. So the first week of programming is going to be, written as deloaded regardless of what day or week you show up you should probably deload your first week anyway I think that's a really good idea that just popped in my head. i thought of that to just have a deload week set up for whoever comes in that's what i already said <laughs> but like three weeks down the road it's still up <laughs> oh i'll just leave it up on the board yeah well since you own the majority of frostbite crossfit now you can do whatever you want I'll just keep programming for us. <laughs> but programming, when I used to own a gym, before I got bought out 12 minutes ago, programming is a really hard thing. And why it actually takes so long is because we've gotten into this, this kind of this RX mindset. And I say, we, I said, you know, yeah. I've gotten us in, well, I've gotten us into it because I program it, but I, out of all the ways to set a program, there's that way. There's methods where you can use like percentages. So instead of saying, you know, the RX weight is this, the RX weight is a certain percentage. And that becomes tough because now you're forcing people to record. And as well as that works for some of us, 
Some of us come in uh, after eight plus hours of work and I want to get my workout in. I don't want to have to check all this stuff all the time. This is an hour. I don't want to be spending an extra half hour, hour on this stuff, either obsessing because some people do that or just putting an extra work that I don't want to do. I can get help from the coaches. And that is our job is to help people fulfill the correct intent. So we've kind of defaulted to this you know, the prescribed workout type method. So as coach who does the programming, when I program, this is kind of a look behind the curtain. When I program, if I have 10 athletes, let's just say, I just kind of take an average of our athletes. If I have 10 athletes, I really only program for athletes like six, seven, eight is kind of the intent on most days. It can kind of skew one way or the other. I mean, there's days where we get almost everybody does the RX. And we get some days where we get one person out of the entire day does the RX. But out of the book, for the most part, I kind of shoot for that six, seven, eight athlete. So even from there, just out of get go, the majority of us should be modifying probably the majority of the time. So RX is kind of just, it's, a, it's not even a beacon because it's not really necessarily meant where you're supposed to go. It's the stimulus. So if you're only following what's written on a piece of paper or, or what's written on what used to be on the whiteboard, you're doing yourself a giant disservice. You're paying for coaching and not listening to it. It's the coaches that know how to interpret this and help you and say, oh, that 135 should be heavy, should be moderate, should be light. And they tell you this. And when you don't listen, you forget. They'll help <laughs> retell you again. But this is also meant to help you be a well-rounded athlete. So I don't just program gymnastics. I don't just program weightlifting or monostructural. I program all three of those pretty evenly distributed so that we're pretty well-rounded all of the time. And I think we can get into that topic maybe in a little bit after this, but this is just me talking about programming. So the majority of us should be modifying most of the time. And then those others of us that RX a lot should also be modifying quite a bit because I don't write the workouts with planned less intensity days. They're, they're all meant to be as intense as you make them, whether it be heavy, whether it be really fast or whatever, they can all be executed at 100%. But it's up to us as individuals to know that I'm beat to shit after yesterday, or I've worked out three really hard days in a row. And what's on the program is another really hard day. I don't think I can take it. Or I don't think it's good for me to push an up another hundred percent I should maybe pull back a little bit and I think again younger me used to maybe not prescribe to this method of thinking as much and I think it's because my body could handle a little bit more but as I get a little bit older I have to kind of force myself to give myself kind of break days and even if it's not backing off on the modified movements or on the weight just know that I need to temperate my effort a little bit. And I have to kind of do like at least one, most weeks two kind of not a hundred percent balls to the wall type effort. And I think every, I think every decade thereafter, I can think you start to add an extra day of less intensity days in there. I think you just start to get less and less days that you can really throw it all in. Like I talked to my dad, he's 60 and 65 and he does cross it. He's, he kind of, he's like, yeah, I get like one a week. He does like five or six workouts a week. But it's like, yeah, there's, there's one where I can sell out. Otherwise, I'm only going to go to the gym twice a week. And then the other yeah. five, four or five, he's got to kind of be smart about it just to stay functionally fit, which is the point not only of this podcast, but of fitness in general. Mm, that was beautiful. Yeah, it was long-winded. I'm tired. 
Well, you got more. You got more because because you talked about scaling and modifying, uh, or not scaling, but modifying these workouts. Who are you talking about? Who should modify and how often, you know, injury, age, skill? Ape, I'll let you start at least off the first couple. I think you got this one. I'm just going to regurgitate what I just heard you say. I, I heard you say that everyone, everyone should be modifying workouts. But obviously, like some of the examples Anne just gave, for sure, if you're injured or if you're feeling under, under the weather or less than 100%, I think those are great opportunities to modify the workout and do what fits your abilities and what's best for you at that given time. Also, how Charlie just talked about his dad at certain ages, I think that people just get to know their bodies and what they're capable of or what their energy level can be. So his dad is an example. So I think you have to take all of those things into account. But I think yeah. I think modifying is for everyone. I don't think there's anyone exempt. I think this is the first year, this past year, that I've really embraced modifying stuff. And I haven't been doing CrossFit as long as you, Charlie. But I know like my first couple years I was like oh my god I gotta do everything I can I gotta keep up with everyone and remember how um, mad you used to get when you didn't yeah. have toes to bar yeah it was yeah I and I then I hurt my back all the time but I'd still come in I'd be like oh I can still do this a little bit I'll just modify it a little bit but I'll still and then I and then I just I think like I don't know I've I haven't really had any major injuries this year where I've like done I, i've never really had like a major major injury but i've thrown my back out several times doing stupid movements like uh warming up for a deadlift or something dumb but i feel like i've this year is where i've really embraced and been like i don't need to kill myself in every workout and i've felt a lot better do you find yourself having to like do you think that you've just gotten into like an appreciation for what modifying can do for you. And so you're kind of like, you're comfortable in that. Or do you have to like reconvince yourself every time you do it that like, no, I think I'm, I think I'm still, I can still lift as much as I could before. Even, I mean, I've increased some of my lifts. I think it's my ego has, I've just said like, what am I doing? Like, why <laughs> yeah why, why? <laughs> what am i doing this for i love crossfit and i i like competing you know uh, and but i don't have to compete every day and right i, I think to... i i'm with you i think that when i first started i hated being i hated when i was limited by things that i couldn't do but i think i also had to i felt like i had to give an explanation to somebody about mm-hmm. why I couldn't do RX. And I, oh my God, yes. I think that that's hilarious when I look back and this is like embarrassing to admit, but when I look back at my, like beyond the whiteboard, I had to like put in the notes why, why I didn't, you do, didn't do RX. Totally. So I'm a back is hurting like, today. Yeah. Well, who cares? <laughs> like was I, no one read that but me, but I guess when I looked back, I wanted to know. I think that pregnancy really helped me because I was forced to modify things and I felt like I got to take really good advantage of what that could do for me like you're explaining and like I mean your lifts have gotten heavier and you're and you're more comfortable with modifying so like it's funny how those things go hand in hand 
And I think during my pregnancy, when I had to scale and modify things, I got better at certain things. And I had mm-hmm. an appreciation for, for what that could do for me and how that helped me be more well-balanced. So I think that that was cool. And I feel like I'm also in a better place like you were. I'm cool with scale and workouts when it, when it suits me or when it's good for me. Right. And I'm, I'm like, at this point, I'm just like, I'm happy I'm moving at this. Yeah. Got my workout in. I don't care what it was. (laughs) (laughs) My favorite part about this podcast will be how embarrassed Abe was to admit that she had to justify I know exactly what and I've read people's versus my admission of drinking most days of the week at the top (laughs) of the podcast April's is better Uh, yeah oh yeah it's much more I hopefully much more relatable (laughs) but how are you I mean so we what about you Charlie did you have to let let go of that big giant EGO above your head oh I think as you're already shaking your head (laughs) yeah I think it's partially I think it's I infer it to be placed upon me I think things you say I think I feel like I should have an ego about it sometimes I I, do do. there's there's sometimes especially you'll be like oh I can do it. I can do that. I can beat that person. I have to be number gonna, one man during yeah. the open. Yeah. <laughs> I've never said I have to be. I, just yeah, I think it, you have. <laughs> it's, it's tough not being. It's so hard being not being number one. <laughs> yeah, I wish somebody else would just take it from me. Oh, God, I got to edit this. Oh, one. my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> There'll be a day. Next 10 to 15 years, maybe. Um, but no, I think, I think actually what has been one of the better evolutions of our programming has been the open versus functional programming and how it still kind of allows you to RX and modify things. It just kind of gives you a different intent because at least when I started CrossFit and it sounds crazy now, but there was no, there was no scaling. There was no modifying. There was Fran was pull-ups and 95 pound thrusters. That was it. It was 2115, nine, 95 pound thrusters and pull-ups. And I think my first brand time was like 12 minutes, something like that, because there was no like intended in, in stimulus. And I, I feel like that's kind of been beaten into me to where it's, oh, that's the workout. And there, there have been workouts by other programs or CrossFit.com workouts where I just kind of avoid them because like, oh, there's the one thing out of 15 that I can't do RX. I'm just going to not do the entire workout. But I think with our functional program, it still kind of allows me to do RX so I can still kind of, I can still feed my ego, which is probably not a good thing, but it, it's there and it begs to be fed. But they're still kick-ass workouts. Like I, they're most of the time not easier, especially after being, oh, yeah. I used to doing a certain moveset. I mean, we've seen this out of our Zoom classes if I never do a single arm dumbbell, whatever, ever again, just because I hadn't done one in the first nine years at CrossFit, I and mean, these are tough because now I can't rely on my my poor movement patterns or use one leg versus the other or, or a stronger arm. But like Abe, I think it's something that I've gotten better at after my wife's pregnancy. I think I talked about it a little bit on another one where I I couldn't really, I mean, really, I could chance getting hurt. I I can get hurt and still work. I could break a leg and still work. I could blow up my knee and still work, but I can't really blow up my knee and still be a dad. And so that's something that I have to, that that's always kind of back in my mind where I was like, if I can't get up and down and play with this kid, or I can't run around at the drop of a hat, like he wants to, then I need to change. Those tablets are fast. You got to be able to move. My kid still hasn't learned how to walk. He just knows how to run. 
<laughs> yeah, it's it's something that with age and experience has changed. And I like that I've seen you guys change that. And I can already see some of our other athletes, that is, especially as they kind of start to cross into the 30s, I feel like is kind of one of those stepping stones for most people with a two to three year grace period on either side. But that's where it just kind of gets to like, well, I'm biologically, I'm not really trending up anymore. <laughs> I probably should just kind of like, there's no point in me deadlifting 500 pounds. There's no, there's no functional purpose to that. Does it look cool? Hell yeah, it does. Same with me, clean and jerking 315. There's no point in clean and jerking 315. Does it look cool? Yes. Yes, it would be awesome. And I'd be stoked to do it, but I mean, I'm not going to beat myself into the ground trying to get there at the expense of something else that's much more important. Real talk, man. Real, Real talk. talk. Real talk. Just hang on to those pictures from your 20s <laughs> of those heavy lifts. Right? All right. Well, I'm glad that we kind of got into this because I know that we, well, I don't know that, but I know at some point this gym is opening. We don't know when, hopefully in a couple of weeks. That, that it, might take, <laughs> it might take longer since we have to do all those rebranding. The sign changing and everything. You are the yeah. new owner, so. I know. No, you know. Yeah. Yeah, girl. You, <laughs> you, tell us when, you tell us when we're opening and what the plan I is. I wish. But it wouldn't hurt to kind of dial ourselves in now and take a look at our eating habits and then really take a look at how ourselves are going to enter the gym. So I guess I just want to kind of close it out and give a quick synopsis of what you think personally that's going to look like for you. Ape, you want to start? Sure. I mean, I'm going to steal, I'm going to steal Charlie's old habits. I think that once we're back drinking. in things, drinking, no, no, your old habits. Awesome. Do shots. Shots gives it eight. Shotsky, so we can all three do it together. Stop it. I uh, I love the idea of like meal prepping. I think that takes a lot of the thought out of it. And so I think once I'm back into a normal life where it makes sense to meal prep, just kind of getting organized and doing that kind of thing always helps. So I think that's kind of a little nutrition goal for myself because life will get busier. And mm -hmm. we all know what that does. Mm -hmm. And then just my approach in the gym is for sure going to be going in and having lowered or even no expectations as to what this new self can do and kind of starting, kind of starting, you know, like I said, lower than I even think that I'm currently at and seeing how things feel, letting, letting soreness and days go by and kick in and then kind of gauging from there what I'm capable of. I think that's my, my goal for my approach fitness wise. Sounds like dope. again. Dope. Wait, dope Chuckers, thing. what about you? Chuckles? I'm just going to come with every name by the end of it. Keep trying these new ones out because these <laughs> ones are hopefully uh -huh. um, So yeah, I mean, hopefully we're going to get back into normal life at some point. I don't think there's a, a point into having alcohol most nights. <laughs> but I do, I do have this justification of this is, this is the one time in my life uh, that I'll be able to. I don't think that there's a point to do it weekdays i don't think monday through thursday i don't think there's a point ever i don't think you know but i think monday through thursday cut it out what do you what are you I'm questioning just laughing now? At you. i don't think the, i don't Charlie. think there's a point i don't think there's a point you love there's drinking, not it, so stop lying yeah, <laughs> right but there's no real point other than medicating the <laughs> medicating depression <laughs> no there's no like real it, it, it's not a necessity. I, I don't need it to survive. And as a matter of fact, the nights that I don't, I feel great. Like 
I talked to you guys this morning. I went for a two and a half mile run this morning. Mm, brag about tomorrow. Well, you guys didn't bring it up. So I'm really had to. <laughs> I was waiting for it to happen organically. Right. I don't wait till the end to bring it up myself. But yeah, I think Monday through Thursday, that's got to go. And I got to get out of this excuse of I'm just eating what everybody else eats. Like, like what they, you steal from me, I'm going to steal from you. I think that, I think it's time to start meal prepping this stuff. I love my family dinners. The fact that I get to do this during quarantine is one of the bright spots in this shitty time. So I, I, I really don't want to be that guy that's eating something separate than what everybody else is eating. But I think at least breakfast, I can do that. Or at least lunch since we do those. So I could probably do both of those. Yeah. So let's, just do, let's just do it all. No drinking Monday through Tuesday. And then uh, meal prep and breakfast and lunch Monday through Thursday as well. Friday, Saturday, Sunday is just going to be a shit show. You let's know just see what happens. He said Monday. You know, you said Monday. You know, you said that. You said said Monday through Tuesday. You said no drinking Monday through Tuesday. Oh well, then I guess that's just gotta how it's gonna be. I thought you were. I thought you were totally. Freudian slip. You're so right. Okay, ape is allowed to laugh. You need to get off your high horse. You've mispronounced most things tonight. Did you guys both drink before this? <laughs> I wish. No. Uh, this is water. I'm, I'm about to. <laughs> okay. So Monday through someday in the Whatever. week. Whatever. What are you doing in the gym? I'm gonna fix them. <laughs> My goal in the gym is just to have fun. Honestly, the first week okay. I have fun. I'm going to be so excited to see people yeah. again and get my coaching legs back underneath me and just do that. I think that's going to be kind of a, a little different hurdle for us but zero expectations on our i'm gonna rx zero workouts the first week because like that doesn't it. matter i like yeah. it awesome well i'm gonna meal prep for the first week and then it'll all go to shit as usual but i'm gonna try i'm really gonna try and, and then develop a drinking habit and join <laughs> and then, me yep, maybe and then wednesday through sunday in the gym, i'm glad you said that about like doing the pull-ups and like maybe doing way less than you even think because i can totally even the lightweight i'd be like oh wow this is feeling awesome but i'm gonna really take that to heart and then also yeah i think i'm gonna be so happy to see everyone that i'm gonna be hanging all over everyone even though you're not allowed to yeah you're gonna the patient zero on the second wave i'm really not gonna but i'm really gonna but I'm not, I'm not gonna. <laughs> I bet you within our first two weeks, we have a meeting about, okay, hands remember, we can't go people. around hugging the athletes. <laughs> your, hands are, your hands are all over too many people. I'm gonna glue yeah. PVC pipes to Anne so that people can't come near yeah. her. Yeah. I'll look like the virus with like all the spikes. <laughs> I'm gonna have one of those really passive meetings where I act like we don't know exactly who I'm talking about, <laughs> but we all know it's Anne. Well, on that note... <laughs> You'll be like the last that. one I hug. Oh, that was probably way different before that sentence. Right. Well, thank you for uh, giving me another hour or two of your time. Because really, these podcasts are four hours, and we just <laughs> edit them down to your listening pleasure. Thanks for uh, thanks for uh, holding an AA meeting for me. Uh huh. Uh huh. Anytime. We're always here. We're always here. As long as you guys stay there, because when it comes comes over here, it becomes an intervention. It's a different level. <laughs> Right. Well, we can't. We can't yet. It'll be a Zoom intervention. So. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think? Do you think interventions are way down during quarantine? They gotta be, right? There's yeah, a lot of nobody gives a shit. <laughs> We're in all. There's can a lot do of a Zoom. Virtual... A Zoom intervention. Like, can yeah. they do Zoom interventions? There's a, there's still like th- therapy happening, like telehealth, like through um, video conference. So as much as possible, those providers are still trying. So I don't know exactly in terms of like a well, interventions are usually like well well I 
there are actually there's another podcast I listen to. The guy goes to his AA meeting. That's not an AA podcast. I've been listening. Anyway, no, but like interventions are usually like family and friends who all get together and they. So it's not a professional type thing. It's well, they can all zoom it. They can zoom it. But well, what would you do? I, if like you got on a phone call with like twenty other people, and they're like, click. "Okay, the real reason we're all here." Click. <laughs> well, I would think also that people that are are residing with you probably are the people that you're closest to. Might I mean, you wouldn't be have to be isolated from people you're living with. So maybe if that. What was if you live alone, April? What if you're alone? I don't know, man. I don't know. This could be a whole another topic. But it ain't going to be, because guess what? Our time is up, friends. Bye. (laughs) Bye. No, I want to talk about Zoom interventions. No. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Talking Functional Fitness. As always, if you did like this episode, please like and subscribe. Feel free to share it with your friends. You can find more about Talking Functional Fitness and CrossFit Frostbite on all the social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram. You can find our YouTube channel where we have a lot of good workout and demo videos. You can also find us at CrossFitFrostbite.com. Until next time, stay frosty.